Hello and welcome to Industry Elites. On this podcast, Industry Elites' very own Natalie and Vicky are going to be discussing the latest news trending around the world. The next item listed on this tips for survival was meeting your professors. So a professor who wrote this point, they can assure us that the only upside to getting to know your professor, especially if it's later even in the semester, is if you're running into snags and you really need a helping hand. Like we said before, if they're not knowing who you are, they're not likely to give you that extension or likely to give you that understanding. They're going to be like, well, who are you? So they have office hours that you can attend for the sole purpose of getting to talk to their students. So really everybody should take advantage of that. So it's a really true point. And I wish I did do more of that in my university years. It was just something that was super daunting. I don't know whether I was intimidated or I didn't feel like I needed the help. Didn't start that early on. So as it got through the years, and I feel like that only got harder and harder, even though my classes got smaller and smaller, it really took me pushing myself, I guess, out of my comfort zone to be able to have those conversations. Because for some reason, when I didn't start it, it just lingered on as, okay, this daunting thing of, shoot, now we really need to talk to them because what if I need a reference letter? What if I need this or in this situation, they wouldn't have any idea who I was. So that's definitely something I think I struggled with. How about you, Vicky? I think I was pretty much okay with it because my classes were pretty small and my teachers were incredibly chill. Most of them were guys, but it was like, they're just your cool older brother. They swore at you. They would straight up tell you what's up. No hesitation. We mm-hmm. all called them by their first names. I remember my one prof in his office, he had a coffee maker and he was just like, because we had insane deadlines. So we had a rule and it was, we could all drink as much coffee as we wanted. He was not no responsible way. for any anxiety attacks or heart attack. And <laughs> as long as the pot was always full, that was the only rule. So if we emptied it, we had a brew new pot and you could drink as much coffee as you want. And this sounds insane, but my class used to honestly like take a two, four of monsters a week. So <laughs> caffeine was all we had to survive. Especially too, like my one prof, he's kind of local. My dad sees him at the gym all the time. They talk to each other. They're just really chill people. But I had this one and it was probably my only biggest class. It was an art history lecture. It was three times a week and it was always at the dawn. Like it was my only 8 a.m. class and it was split up. One was two hours and then the other two were three hours each. Prof was really hardcore about being on time. So even though the class didn't start to eight, you had to physically be in the odd by, I feel like it was 7.30. Like it was something really, really silly for being early. And she would lock the doors. So you weren't getting in. Like it was just not happening. So me being the college student that I was, I would show up to every single one of these lectures with a hoodie, a fitted hat with my hood up, track pants and Uggs or flip flops, depending on the season. (laughs) But that was pretty much the outfit. So I had to take that all four years. This was probably one of the last midterms, I would say. And you had to go up to the front to physically get this test because they changed it to the Scantrons, which most of hers were written tests. So you had to physically go up and get it. They couldn't pass it out. So I went down and I was just like, hi, Toria, I'm a sheep. She looked so stunned and she looked at me dead in the eyes and went, for the last four years, I thought you were a boy. And I (gasps) literally, and she goes, I thought... 
I just assumed your name was Victor and it was a typo. And I was like, oh, thank you. Meanwhile, the hoodies I was wearing were like bright pink or they'd have Sailor Moon on them. And like my hair was long and blonde. Like it was clearly a girl. And I mean, so... like you always have a good set of nails. So I mean, like, okay, yes, guys could like a good set of nails too. But just all of that in combination together. And she thought you were a boy. Like, yeah, what? I, oh was boy. And I literally just stood there like, I mean, I get it, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> you get it, but like that's like the smallest occurrence that that could be the case. Yeah, yeah. Like for it, her to guess that, or for her even, she could have just kept that comment to herself. I like know. she could have laughed at that something when she got home, not verbally. It maybe just spit out, like you know, like verbal diarrhea when you're just yeah. saying something you think, but it's not actually the intention for it to leave your mouth. Yeah, maybe it was one of those because I feel like she probably thought about that for a solid couple days after. Like, why did I say that out loud? It's true. I just thought it was so funny because I was like, okay. Okay, see, my biggest class and my teacher has no idea who I am. All right. And I always answered questions and stuff. So yeah. She heard my voice. And yeah, I don't know. That's my funny story. Oh, my goodness. That. But another thing now is that's going to be a totally different experience because going back to how we said with COVID, if students are primarily learning online, I think that's going to make what for a virtual office hours, maybe for professors. So students are going to have to be a lot more creative in terms of trying to build those relationships with their tutorial leaders or professors just in order to get their questions answered or to obviously get noticed in different ways. You can't just, it's not like sitting in a lecture hall. Okay, class is done. And there's that line of students waiting to to have questions answered by the prof and you're one of them. Can't really do that now. So it's going to be interesting to see how schools are making those adjustments necessary that you can hopefully get something similar to what we got as students actually going into school. So definitely something to look at. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that goes. I just feel like if you're a shyer person, it's probably easier to get in that line with other people. Even if you don't really know them, you're not completely alone and then ask yes. your question versus hi can I have a one-on-one -on -one zoom meeting like I feel like that'd be very yeah. daunting especially if you didn't really know them or they didn't know you like you just kind of be on Skype like so be one on the test eh like it would just be so <laughs> awkward it would and like what if you only have one question then I feel like most points people are just gonna be like I'll just email the professor right like we're gonna schedule a zoom meeting for me to talk about my one question it's gonna be like two seconds she's gonna answer it and then it's done so I feel like maybe if anything they're gonna have to do further online lectures maybe like a question and answer period or something like that so you can have multiple students on the line versus that one-on-one -on -one scheduled meeting so the next one on the list is getting to know your academic advisor. So the academic advisor are the set of people that are kind of assigned to help you out through your journey of university or college. So they can help you with course conflicts, adding or dropping courses, scheduling classes for future semesters, deciding on maybe what you want to minor or major in. And the person is kind of your key resource to academics all throughout for your few years that you're there. So don't be afraid to ask them any other questions or if you don't click with the one that you're with you can always be asked to sign to a new one so some people are like okay hey, can I figure this stuff out on my own I kind of got this covered I don't really need anybody else but there's a lot of things that you have to figure out in your time of college or university right like when you're starting off in the beginning things are super general in terms of your courses but there's a lot of things that okay if you're taking one course that might require another required course and if you can't get into that required course you're gonna have to reach out to someone in order to do 
do that, those are the people you're wanting to kind of get a hold of. And then just navigating through it, ensuring that you're on track for everything you need upon graduation, because it would suck if you get to that finish line and they're like, oh, well, you don't really qualify for graduation because you needed this and this and this. So it's always good to keep in touch with them throughout your years and any questions you have, they're usually super helpful. So I think that's one of the experiences that I had is like utilize all of your resources that you have available to you. So the next one on our list here is seek a balance. So as we know, college and university is hard work. There's a lot of homework to do. There's a lot of clubs to participate in. And it's just a lot, especially if this is kind of your first time away from home. So the key to this is exactly as the title says, balance. Yes, you do need to stress really hard on making sure you complete your schoolwork, but also take time for yourself too. Because if you're staying up all night studying and not getting any sleep, you're just gonna, as people say, burn the candle from both Mm -hmm. ends. And you're gonna get sick. You're not gonna do very good in school because you're just gonna constantly be tired. And the whole kind of, not the point, but a good part of the college learning experience is to exactly that have the college experience like you want to go out with your friends you want to meet new people you want to join new clubs you want new experiences yeah I think it's definitely important like you said to have that balance and if you don't have balance I feel like you're just going to be a miserable individual right like I always saw those students and maybe they enjoyed it but the ones that were just all about school and I was never one of those students and maybe if I was I would have achieved higher marks than I did but I was always average in school like nothing too low or nothing too high but I feel like it was always kind of that relief when you had that balance of being able to go out or going to different events and in university they always had different things that they through for first year students, whether it was their beginning frosh events or leading into the rest of the year, there was always different events that popped up. And I think as individuals, it's always good to take that step back and to enjoy the things that they already have on there. And especially too, you're paying for the experience. I'm pretty sure in your tuition, part of the costs that you're paying for are put into this orientation process. So why not take advantage of it at the same time and then get back to your work? Yeah, exactly. Like if you want to go and have fun do it just make sure all your work's done first and then you don't have to worry about it I found for me if I had stuff kind of do earlier the following week like Monday Tuesday I could make sure that I powered through it the week before so then I didn't have to worry about it all weekend and then that way it's not hanging over your head you have time to relax you have time to go out if you have extra time on the weekend you can definitely add to things or put in some extra studying but if you get your work done you don't have to stress about it and I think that's kind of the key because college is stressful enough so let's try to minimize that as much as possible exactly agreed and I think the next thing we've touched on is just about getting involved with things that are happening on campus so one of the biggest issues with a lot of the new students is a combination of feeling homesick and not feeling like you're really belonging so a way that you can help that or at least a little bit is by joining several groups so Obviously, you don't want to sign up for 30 different things, but it's always good if you find something or you see something be like, oh, I think that would be a really good fit. Just sign up for it. Like if you don't like it, you could always stop doing it, but you don't want to hold yourself back by any means by being scared or being worried what some people might think of you. Just do it. From student organizations to clubs to sororities or fraternities or even sports teams, you'll be able to make new friends, learn new skills, and then you can also have that as a way to stay connected to your school. So I can't say that a university I really did join 
any clubs or do any of things that they said here. Maybe if I did stay on campus, it would be a bit different. But I also think that sororities and fraternities are not really a big thing here in Canada. I feel like that's more of a state's thing. Yeah, I can only think of one sorority, and I think it's at Guelph. Like, if they uh, were a sorority, I feel like that would be so cool to go to those kinds of parties, because I've heard they're absolutely insane. Yeah, that would be fun. I feel like yeah. it would be very Project X. Oh, clubs available to me were people that were already really almost pro at things, like all the sports teams, like... You couldn't just, I'm going to play basketball today and yeah, learn how yeah, to play yeah. basketball. Like These were people that have been playing basketball since they were six. Like They're very established teams. Same with some of the music things. Like They were all for people that were already established. There wasn't a lot of kind of noob, I guess you could say, clubs. Yeah. And not that they discouraged you, but we all kind of knew it was the truth when you got there. And yeah, my school was just really big on sports. Like they had a dodgeball league and stuff like that. It was just a beer league. Thinking of dodgeball, I feel like you'd have to really just want to do something fun and just to get out with your friends. And if it was a few people doing it to go sign up, I feel like you'd be more likely to do so or in terms of anything really. But as an individual just going into that specific club, I feel like you'd have to really be good at it. Like as an individual myself, I couldn't just go by myself into an area of something that I've like never touched before or that like I've not really that experience with because I feel like it'd be so intimidating. I wouldn't even make it through the first day. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's what I would say all these clubs were. So what mm-hmm. I kind of did in lieu of was the pub on campus, they always had events and not just like club style events, but they had like, they would bring in hypnotists or they would have comedy nights or like, they had this oxygen bar thing. It was really weird. Oh, but cool. Yeah, it's literally like, what flavor air would you like to breathe? And then you got to pick your flavor of air, and then oh. you breathed pure oxygen. We had a little John concert. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> that's actually really fun. Remember going, and I'm just like, this is the weirdest thing. We're at university right now, and this is like a little John concert. It's like in that- these singing song, like, to the window, to the wall. I'm uh- like, oh. My God, this is real life. Amazing. You had actual things. We had we had down with Webster. Oh yeah, I think we did too. Maybe that was a shared thing between our schools. Yeah, probably. They got like a deal. I'm trying to think who else was there. That's the only one I remember, but I remember there was a bunch. Lights, Mariana's oh. Trench. They were very Canadian. It was like Dragonette. And I didn't go to Dragonette because it was pouring that day and I was like I don't want to stand in a field while it's raining some people still mission out to it like they have such a passion to go that you'll see you're driving past and you're like oh they're really gonna do it and they stand out there all night as it just pours rain that's literally what happened because we went to go get dinner or something like at the calf and people were there and they weren't even like wearing ponchos or anything they were just there in their clothes in the rain and we we're like you guys are troopers we're not that strong <laughs> but we're not doing it nope no, not at all. They had stuff too in my program where they had like side clubs, but they were, you didn't need to know anything. Your, I guess, prerequisite was you were already in the program. So therefore you were already creative. Like they had a calligraphy club. And so that was like, you know, loosely attached art or you could go for different things. Like we had a life drawing class where we had to draw naked people. It was horrible. And, but <laughs> like it in was just sort of the traveling pan, that movie where they're like, she's in an art class or whatever oh yeah like that's that's it that's literally it it's traumatic and it's really rough to do at like nine o'clock in the morning not (laughs) something you want to see right at nine o'clock yeah like you could do extra classes for that or they would do like specific mediums 
So it was like loosely attached. So that was kind of fun because you somewhat knew and no one judged. Like it wasn't that I just showed up to go play guitar now because we know that's not going to work. But if there's options available to you and there's something that you want to do or even if you don't think you're totally good at it, give it a shot and yeah, have fun with it. So next on our list here is also rather obvious. Strive for good grades. Just kind of like high school, good grades are very important still in college and university. Some programs, it's more important than others. Mine specifically, you just wanted to pass. Good grades were a bonus. It depends a lot on your program. Like I know certain jobs in certain industries, they want to see your transcript and look at your grades. So one of my tips for that too would be not only strive for good grades, period, but be aware of that, especially to, I believe you kind of said earlier, if there's a specific program that you might need going forward yeah. to make yeah. sure that you do really good in that class, because then it will also kind of help you set up anything you want to possibly do in the future, whether that be grad school or getting a job and just in general, like always do your best. And this kind of goes back to make sure you go to class, make sure you're nice yeah. to your professors and make sure you stay organized. This all kind of ties into this one big overarching goal yeah no that's definitely true and i think with a good grades piece of things with maybe how you're saying with yours like just like all you guys really need to do is get to get that pass with ours the pass i feel like was a bit i don't know if it's different in different courses or different different programs that you're taking there's always a different pass grade sometimes right so you have to be aware of that as well so it's not like in high school where just you're 50 that's your pass you really have to make sure you read in with each course what they consider that pass to be so always take that into account and then there's a pass for the course, but there's also a pass to keep like your honors degree. So if you're trying to get an honors in something, you have to uphold a certain passing grade for that. If you're just taking a regular BA, bachelor's, then there's a pass grade for that. So make sure you're just aware of what you're taking or what you want to be taking because you have to be aligned with those grades in order to apply to get your honors. Another way that you can get that success and ensure that you can keep those good grades would be making those connections with your students in class. So having people that you know in each class is super important because yeah there is times where life gets in the way where you might have to miss a class or you're stuck in some traffic if you're driving there where you end up missing half the lesson right so in their slideshows that I know professors put up they're only putting up the bare minimum for you it's really going to be about how you take the note and stuff that you're adding into it that's going to give you that advantage because if you're not showing up and you're getting the bare minimum of their slide you're not going to be successful so having people in each of your classes, then you can trade. So one time you're sending it to them, then they'll send it to you. So it's definitely going to be an asset to your success for sure. Yeah, definitely. I know one of the things a friend of mine recently just became a lawyer and what she had in law school was they had her kind of group of class friends. They had a Google Doc and they would all input their notes into this one Google Doc because you get different angles from everyone on how they write their notes and what they exactly. do. Important. And they made one master document and I thought that was the smartest oh, thing I've ever heard of. So smart, yeah. No, we did that a few times for like final exam prep when you'd get the review potentially from your professor. It would be so obscenely long. So we would take pieces of it and kind of break it down like, okay, you work on this, you work on that, you work on this. And then you'd end up with like a 45 page review. So you can imagine doing that by yourself would be disturbingly long versus splitting it with those 10 people. You guys helped each other out because you're all in the end hopefully going to benefit from it. So that's definitely ideal. So one of the final items that we had listed here was just about don't procrastinate. So you have to prioritize things. And that's one of the things that I feel like procrastination could come into effect a bit more because you don't have someone that's 
on you to complete your work or to finish something, right? Like you did in high school. So you're having to really be on yourself in order to get things completed. And because of how free a college and university might feel, that could sometimes really take over. So you have to be super vigilant of that. Yeah, it's true. I know in college, I was a huge procrastinator. I was in high school. I did everything at 11 o'clock the night before. It's just a thing. But it's one of those things that you really need to kind of get over like life does get in the way but you need to not procrastinate as much as possible because it's one of those skills that carry over into the business world like my job now if I procrastinated it just wouldn't happen like there's no way I could do a day's (laughs) worth of work at 3 30 in the afternoon it just wouldn't happen so it's one of those things that you do have to kind of harness yourself and really work on that just for kind of your future self. Exactly. Yeah, those are definitely one of the transferable skills. I think that's for sure. Because I'm pretty sure if any of us in any of our positions were procrastinating, we wouldn't probably have a position that much longer. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> you can't argue that one. Yeah. Okay, so the last one on our list here and is probably one of the top five most important one, and it is stay healthy and eat right. We all know college and university, first time we've moved away most of the time. You're busy. A lot of us don't know how to cook at this point, and we don't have a lot of money. So it's really important to make sure you're not ordering pizza every day try to find the healthiest if possible items in your school's cafeteria and just be kind of aware of it this is one of those times where you'll eat a bag of chips for breakfast and see nothing about it because you're still young freshman 15 is a real thing and it's really important to like not only physically but if you're not eating right you're not thinking properly, you're going to be tired all the time. It's not good for your education to not be eating properly as well as your body. There's a lot of ways that you can do it for less money, like get more frozen vegetables and fresh. It is doable. I know it's really hard with a mini fridge, but there's a lot of resources online too that you can kind of look at student recipes and how to eat healthy on a budget. Exactly. And I think it's one of those stereotypes as well. So even though it might be true, I think it's also a stereotype thinking that as soon as you get into university, that that might happen to you. And it could if you let yourself go, or obviously if you're getting super comfortable with enjoying the finer foods in life. But I think if you have a good balance, like we said, and just ensuring that you're staying active while also enjoying those things, then you're going to be better off for it. And uh, yeah, if you are gaining a little bit, then don't stress too much. I don't think people should have anxiety over gaining a few pounds. I don't think that's the case at all because changing of environment could lead to that too. Just the different foods that you might have been eating in your home environment and then coming to school now, whatever the food might be. So just take that into account. Don't be too hard on yourself, but hopefully these tips and tricks really do help you guys starting off on your year of school and hopefully these could help for past school as well. Yeah, for sure. We really hope you guys kind of enjoyed our going through the list and I guess our personal experiences from this. And we'll uh, see you next time. See you guys. Thanks. So that's it for our episode on education. Hopefully that gives you guys some good tips on how to survive your four plus years of school.